KB in the bay going crazy. Put peace on the hood, Mercedes. Young boys letting off 80. Leaning next to a DR like Haiti. This ain't no corner, no Bailey. No internet clown gon' play me. Money ain't never gon' make me. I can win with a couple bucks like Brady. And she ain't baby, you cannot shame me. What they gon' pay me to shut my mouth? Ain't gotta okay me, then they gon' save me. I'm finna stay free. What is up, everyone? We are back with another episode of Shaping the Culture. Hope all is well with you guys. Uh, we've got a guest to the show, a sister to the show, a friend to the show, uh, and uh, you're not necessarily a citizen yet, but you are an American <laughs> now because you oh moved, <laughs> you you got some sense in you, and you left Canada and you came to the promised land. We have Holly with us here wow. today. Or how does your mom, Holly? Oh, gosh, let's not try because she'll, I'll butcher it anyways. <laughs> anyways, uh, well, we got a good, she, you've been on before. I have, but like from far away. From far away. Like, and there was, look at us, we're video. on the same couch. We're on the same couch, we're in the same country, we're in the same city, same state. We really should have gone in a different order on that one. We should have. Yeah. But we're, but we're, here, we're now. here now. We're here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how you doing, Holly? I'm really good. good. I mean, I'm surviving the clowning I'm getting right now. But I, I didn't even clown you yet. Yet. Keyword. Yes. Yeah. Off off camera, though, y'all. Listen, online, she talks about how she can keep up. I absolutely can keep up. Yeah, she'll roast. And then we'll roast her. And then she'll be like, why are you roasting me? I don't say that. Thank you. I, gonna, I will take it. I was going to bring our producer in, but I'll you just... could you could bring him in also. We, now we good, he says. I'm yeah. fine. I I reserve the right to protest. You're right. Thank you. You can do whatever you want. Not all things are beneficial, though. Is that what you thinking? Is that no, what you thinking? That's where you went. <laughs> Biblical, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Anyways, we see who reads the Bible more. Uh, it's me. It's you, I guess. <laughs> um, anyways, we've got a good friend, and we today are talking about a very fun topic, <laughs> a very much-needed topic. We're talking about manifestation yeah. slash horoscopes, so if we have time. But before we jump into it, I just want the audience to know, I want the listeners to know, that I manifested Holly being Good in Minneapolis, grief. Minnesota. Just letting y'all know that that's, she's here. You he wanted me here that badly. No. That's what manifestation is. Manifestation is I put it out there. I said. Intention. Intention and putting it out there. Yes. And that is, and there has to be a, from what I understand a of deep pop desire, culture. Yeah. A deep, deep desire. He's like real deep. Way, way down deep. Deep. Deeper than I knew. Yeah. There was layers on top layers of it. Layers on layers on layers. <laughs> Anyways, I manifested you being here. So welcome to Minneapolis. Yeah, we're going to pretend that that's biblical or something. <laughs> for this moment. For he this wanted moment. it for the joke, so why not? Let me, for the you, jokes. You, you manifested it. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, really, I'm a part-time prophet, and that's why. You know, you could have let me say that, and then you wouldn't have sounded so humble-braggy. No, that's not. See, that's. You know, we got to talk about fake humility. Fake humility is not you not able to share what you bring to the table. Agreed. You know what I mean? But you're right. It is better when someone else tells you. The body of Christ. The body Affirming of the gifting. Affirming. Exactly. So let me affirm. Affirm. He is a prophet. Part-time prophet. Why part-time? Because I don't always prophesy. That don't mean that it's part-time. I'm not full-time. What is a full-time prophet? Like, All they do is prophesy? Uh, Every like, word out their like mouth is a prophecy? 40 hours a week, you know what I'm saying? That is a construct. <laughs> that is a construct. 
That is a construct. He is, ain't no part time in his prophecy. Amen. Shabo. <laughs> Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? From the congregation. Amen. Well, let me let me ask you this. Why was it on your heart? Why was it on your uh, mind to talk about manifestations, horoscopes? Who have you been talking to? <laughs> what have you been seeing online? Uh, what's what's going on with you? <laughs> what have I been seeing online? All the things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because I do be online. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we live on there. Ain't that the truth? So I think... I come from Vancouver, Mm -hmm. Canada. Mm -hmm. If some of you know me from around, you would know that. (laughs) And I'm no longer there. Praise the lamb. Um, But it's a very, like, new age city. Yeah. It's a city that it loves the phrase spiritual but not religious. Yeah. Um, I think, like, official stats seven years ago were, like, that 3% of the population in Vancouver would be counted as, like, committed followers of Jesus. Mm Mm-hmm. That means 97% is not. not. So at any given point, you're not really going to interact with a ton right. of Christians unless you've surrounded yourself with a community, which by God's grace I had. Yeah. But that meant that I was constantly running into these conversations where people would be like, oh yeah, let's mani- like manifest that. Or like, yeah. I'd be on TikTok and yeah. TikTok after TikTok after TikTok because I'd be on there for too long. Yeah. Say, you know, manifest this or play this sound mm-hmm. to manifest mm-hmm. this and oh, yeah, I had this sound in my video, and then the next day I got X, Y, Z. Yeah. And it just, like, is constant. Right. But as a believer, I yeah. need to I need to take it through my worldview, which is right. my worldview is Jesus, first and right, foremost, and the right. things that he said, right, right. and then kingdom living. Right. And so as I'm taking it through this, I'm taking it through my understanding of a sovereign God. I go, they're incompatible. Right. But I'm watching Christians do this sort of syncretism. Yeah. Of the faith and this new age belief of manifestation. Yes. And so I've just been thinking about it a lot personally. And I was like, I would love to talk about it. Or even like the proliferation of horoscopes and hearing Christians talk about their horoscope signs. And I'm going, there's something that doesn't sit right with me. Even past the evangelical horoscopes are evil. But like if we dive into it, how do we feel about it? You know, Well, what's crazy is not only are Christians diving into the sphere of horoscopes and yeah. Astrology and all of that good stuff. Yeah. But manifestation has seeped into the faith. You made a distinction between those who don't believe and those who do believe yeah. when engaging with the conversation around manifestation. However, it's also seeped into the church and we have Bible verses to try to justify that manifestation is a thing. Right. Yes. And like, I mean, it, it, it's not even just with the proliferation of manifestation. I think we've seen this in, in the prosperity gospel movement. Yeah. We see this idea that you can like you said before when we were talking about this name it and claim it name it and claim it yeah you know word of faith there yeah. are entire denominations right built around this idea that we as followers of god have authority right. to speak things into being and i do think that there is a sense in which we do have authority yeah. that we're given yeah. by jesus he yeah. says that all authority in heaven has been given to him and then he calls us into yeah. that yeah and that's true yeah. but it's to be used for something else yes Namely, things that will result in the glory of his name. Yes. And yeah. somehow it's become perverted and twisted into yeah. this idea that us having these possessions and everything we want will be used for God's glory. And right. it just seems like self-glorification. Right, right, right. That's good. There's a difference between self-glorification and 
glorifying God. Yeah. Um, we can really dive into that, but that would be a whole nother conversation because I feel like we've convoluted even those two things. Absolutely. And we've made it one that like in order for God to be glorified, we have to be lifted on high. Yeah. You know, a lot of the times when we think about God getting his glory, it's like a bigger church, you know, a bigger house, yeah. a better car. Um, but God's glory is not always attached to your uh, you thriving or you coming up or you being successful or you having um, a bigger house or what have you. Yeah. One of the greatest moments of glory that God had was in the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. So what we see as the biblical biblical model is that the place that Christ got the got glorified was sure in his resurrection and yeah. his ascension. Yeah. But for those things to have occurred, it required death. Right. And so right. it's actually it doesn't make sense to right. make the claim that for God to get the most glory, we always have to be from one level to another, raising yes. higher and higher, because we actually see the person of Jesus Christ have no place to lay his head. Right, 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 right. Foxes have holes, birds have nests. But the Son of Man doesn't have a place to lay his head. Lay his head, there it is. I think about Paul, too, where Paul's constantly, you know, he's like hopping from prison to prison. Yeah. And talking about... <laughs> like they're Airbnbs. <laughs> <laughs> For real. And might I add, the prisons back in those days were a lot worse than the prisons. Like, it would almost seem like being in prison today is staying at Airbnb yeah. compared to the prisons. <laughs> Especially then. those minimum security ones. Yeah. I think I was like... I'm, at, I'm against prisons in general, but yeah, yes. For, for just sure. had to slide it yeah, in there. Just that. slide it in there. I'm still not okay with the whole construct, but... No, no. <laughs> the industrial prison complex needs to go. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's get into it. Like... What when when do Christians? Because maybe Christians don't know they're doing this, but when do Christians kind of dabble into manifestations and mistake it for, you know, I am having faith. I'm being a man of faith. I'm being a woman of faith. I am being someone that is trusting in the Lord and being committed to what He has for me. Like, because right. it could be really murky. It could be tricky. Um, there's a lot of gray area, and if we don't do, we were talking about this before we started recording, if we don't do proper exegesis, exegesis, right, we will completely misunderstand Absolutely. what it is that we're actually saying, what it is that we're actually doing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, like, that's a great question. I want to take it one step back, if it's cool. Take what it is manifestation? Break it down, Holly. As far as I understand, it's the, it's the speaking out with intention, what you want to occur. Yeah. It's the spending time repeating, and I there is something weird and mantra-y about mm. the repeating of it, but this idea that you can almost conjure yeah. the life that you want simply by speaking it. Speaking it. Th there's like a, you know, I hear this often, your voice is a vibration. Right. You know what I'm saying? And like you want to match the energies of, of the, the universe. Of the universe. Yeah. Which is scary. Like, I, I just don't know why we give so much, this is a whole other conversation, but why we give so much credit to the universe when the universe was created. Right? Honestly, we need, like, this, this is a whole other conversation, like a tick mark. Because yeah. I think we're at two or three at this point. Listeners, it's gonna keep, keep happening. track. Yeah. <laughs> but, but to your point, you're right. It's, you know, putting something out in the universe and saying it yeah. long enough and believing it enough and then... Yeah. That will be my reality. And 
And I think the things that I think about with it are the reasons why someone might want to manifest something. That's a word. You know, like, like dig deep. Like what are the deeper reasoning? Yeah. What, what's the motivation? What's yeah. the motivation? Exactly. I think that even deeper than just wanting something, it's like wanting control mm. because it, I think it's trying to make sense of what seems like an uncontrollable life or a situation right. or universe even. Yeah. That if I can have some sort of hand in my life circumstances, maybe I'm not at the whim right. of, you know, unknowable, unknowable puppet mastering. Right, right, right. So it, it, I think there is a sense of I can manifest it and if it'll appear, then I have some control. Right. Right, and right. I think that's a deep desire in manifestation. Right. I can control my destiny. Right, right. I think of multiple reasons why that is problematic. On a practical level, we don't even have to get into the theology of it all. Um, it does like life doesn't work that way. Yeah, absolutely. first of all, like you don't, you know, you can't just say I'm going to be a millionaire next year, and if I say it every day, and if I meditate it every day, I'll become a millionaire. But you got debt. You're not working. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're not investing. You're not saving. Like, it doesn't matter how many times you say it. It doesn't matter how many times you meditate on that reality. If you don't actually put any work into yeah. the reality in which you want to see, you will never be a millionaire, right? right? So before we even bring scripture into this, like, let's talk about how unpractical this sounds. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, this doesn't, you know, like, why do we believe? I think it's so absurd. When you sit and actually pick apart this belief system, yeah. it, it's ludicrous to me. There, I, don't, I don't understand how one can assume that without any work, uh, without any intentionality, without any commitment, without any perseverance, without any, right, like, yeah. feet, you actually can accomplish what it is that you hope to see. Certainly, and I think that the way that would be refuted would be that people would say, oh, no, I'm going to put in the work, but i got to manifest the destiny that I want. So I'm going to follow it up with work. Right. But I'm going to keep speaking out the thing that I want. And what I'm not against is vision. I'm not against that. In fact, the Bible says that without vision, of people stumble. You know, I'm well, not against vision. Yes, yes. I am against the idea that you have control of the outcome. Yes. Because Proverbs also says that the heart of man plans his ways, but the Lord establishes his yes, steps. Yes, yes. And, and that's where I get stuck particularly. And so, sure, you're putting in the work, but the idea that you're just manifesting, that that you have some hand in mm. in the unknowableness of it all, that's mm. where I get stuck. And again, like you said, like, why would you put your hands in the universe? Or why would you put yourself in the hands of the universe? Right, right. That doesn't... Why do we just trust the universe? Like, right, right. What has the universe done for us? Legit. I, I, I do wonder that. <laughs> yeah. Like, What's we, the power of the universe? Yeah. It's just like, oh, whatever is out there, the universe, or the universe has done this. And I'm just like, the reason we proclaim a good God is because he's shown us his goodness. Yeah, that's good. That's right? so we're good. Right? We're not depending on this God that someone said we just had to believe it without right. any understanding of how he works. Right. In fact, we have his character laid right. out for us. Right. And what we have to say that's is, so wow, good. he is good. Yes. He's been so kind to us. Yes. And that's what we keep going on. Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, let me let me play devil's advocate a little bit because I totally I mean, agree. I so did I. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think I think part of it is because they look at the way that you like, you know, you look at the nature of law or the law of nature. You look at the mountains, you look at the sky. I understand all these are created. Right. 
But for those who attribute things to the universe, they look at the beauty and the complexity of the universe and think, wow. Like, they look at how we see rain. They look right. at the birth of a child. They look at how things align or things line up or things kind of fall into place. We would call it the providence of God. Right. But for them, maybe they don't have the ability or the capacity to look beyond the universe. Right. But the universe has produced by the grace of God and because of the law of nature some beautiful things on its own. You yeah. look at trees. And how you take a seed, you plant a tree, and dirt and soil and water and sunlight can produce fruit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's incredible. They look at the ocean. They look at right. fish. They look at, right? And, and it's easy. I can understand on some level why they are mesmerized by right. creation or they're mesmerized by the universe. It's like the same thing when Beyonce sings a song and you think to yourself, She's an incredible vocalist. Yes. She is an incredible uh, performer. She's an incredible uh, 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 dancer. She, there's something about the way she takes her craft seriously that makes us want to give her glory. Right. However, we fail to recognize that the gift has a gift giver. Right. And that it doesn't end with Beyonce. Yeah. It or it doesn't begin with Beyonce. It ends with Beyonce. It begins with God. Yeah. And God is the one that gives her the gift. God is the one that, again, gives us the law yeah. of nature. And so he set it up in where the universe can cultivate and the universe can nurture and the yeah. universe can provide and the universe can feed and the universe can protect. And, the, and so uh, what would you say to someone who, I know I kind of, threw in some answers, but yeah. to someone who says, well, the universe is able to accomplish some pretty wicked things. Yeah. The universe is able to, the capacity that the universe has, the, the ability the universe has is powerful and majestic. Like, right. what would you say to something like that? I think the question just becomes who created the universe? Yeah. Did it like, create itself? Like, or is there like something? I just want to understand. And it's yeah. like, oh, the Big Bang it's, or whatever. And then it's like, okay. But then you're still relying on happen circum like happenstance. Right, right. And then we can't say that's good or bad. It just... It just is, yeah, yeah. And so, why is that trustworthy? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I'm no, I'm no apologist. I, I don't generally try to partake in apologetics, but I do think that like you're not incorrect. Mm -hmm. Those things are beautiful and meant to draw our awe and wonder. Yeah. But for a purpose. Right. Psalm says that the heavens declare the handiwork of who? God. Yes. That's it. Right? Yes. That Romans 1 tells us that there is nothing in creation that does not scream right, right. of its creator. Right. Right. We're told um, that Jesus talks about how if we did not praise, the rocks would cry out. Right. Like, he doesn't even need us. Yeah. He doesn't. Literally, creation declares his praises, right. declares his handiwork, right. his common grace. Right. That the, the universe has been given to us yes. as creation, Christian or not, those yes. who proclaim the name of Jesus or not, right, 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 right. to sing the praises of the one who created it. Yes. And I actually would correct you on the Beyonce thing. You started with, it doesn't end with Beyonce, and then you meant to say it doesn't begin with Beyonce. I said neither, actually. Mm. It shouldn't be, begin with her, nor should it end with her. Mm -hmm. It should begin. It begins with God who gives the gift, and then it ends with God who receives the glory Lord. for that gift. You're right, you're right. right? Absolutely. So when we look at Beyonce and her singing, which, by the way, Beyonce is amazing, see her in concert if you can, because I saw DJ <laughs> I saw DJ Khaled open for Beyonce, and that really feels like a high point in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you made it. <laughs> really, it's really sad that I started going downhill at twenty three. Yeah, <laughs> twenty four. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But but realistically, if you see Beyonce do her thing, you go, yeah. wow, yeah. that is a gifted human being. Where did right. that gift come from? It comes yes. from God. Wow, God, the way you give gifts. Yes. Yeah. The way that your mind can create this. That's so good. You yeah. know? Yeah. And, and so that actually does lead me into one of my problems with manifestation. Mm. We get the glory when we say we manifested it. Right. I said that weird. Yeah. Manifested it. You yeah, know? Like, yeah, yeah. We are literally robbing God of the glory that's right. his. And here's the thing about our God. He doesn't keep the glory for himself. Right, right. Though he is worthy of all praise and adoration and gets all the glory, he never keeps that. He shares it with us. Right, right. He invites us into it, and yet we still feel the need to rob him of that. <laughs> it's ludicrous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think, again, we're back to this control, and then we get the glory from it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I just, I'm saddened when Christians particularly yeah say oh i manifested it or i'm gonna manifest that and then they're like but it's okay because i'm gonna thank god later then who did it you were god yeah exactly exactly you, you want to say you partnered with god on it great yeah. partner with him but partner in prayer right 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 recognizing right. that the source of your prayers is him the answer of your prayers is him, him and the yeah. one who gets the glory is him that's and a then word what he shares it with you yeah yeah listen that's the like you first of all you hit you hit it on you hit the nail on the head that, that's that's it, it, right? You did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, sometimes it doesn't come out right. Um, but I, I really do believe that. And I think that we have to examine what we say and we have to examine what we buy into because when you just broke it down, you're able to see how crazy this is. You're able yeah. to see how unpractical this is. You're able to see how this doesn't line up with what we believe to be true. And I think that when I hear people who buy into this idea of, uh, uh, the universe and manifestation, they always, they, they're confused themselves. When I hear people like a Will Smith or, Sh or whoever, yeah. they're like the God, God or the universe or yeah. some higher power or like no one. I read the book will by Will Smith yeah. recently. And this man could not take credit for his success. Right. He lists out all the things he's able to accomplish his amazing run he had in Hollywood. And he says with all the hard work I put in, with all the extra hours I put in, with all the sacrifices I made, with what I made my family pay for, that still doesn't add up. There was yeah. something outside myself. The universe had to line things up. Like I had to be at the right place at the right time and the right person had to see me and the right person had to, you know, there were so many things that were outside of his control, though he put the work in, yeah. that helped him in his success. And you see that wrestle, that tension, like, man, universe or God or something beyond me. Yeah. And it's like, yo, we understand that there's something beyond us that helps us accomplish our goals. Yeah. But when we attribute that to the universe, we fail to recognize that the universe itself can't help you. Yeah, It's too weak, fam. <laughs> like the universe is, uh, is created like you and I. I know it's beautiful. I know it's complex, which I, I think the Bible actually makes us more glorious yeah. than the universe. Like when you look at, we're made in the image of God, making us a cut above even the angels. Yeah. And so if we marvel at the universe, how much more should we marvel at mankind? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the universe, as beautiful it is, as it is, as, as much as it should instill in us wonder, it can't help you. Yeah. It won't it won't have what you need to become the person that you are or need to, or you want to be. Yeah. You need the creator. Yeah. And that's God. Yeah. And it's it's impotent. It really is. Yes. Like yes. It, yes. It, it, the, the universe 
just like us as a created being. Yeah. That, like you yeah. just said. And, yeah. and again, I do want to like pull that out that you said, like we are the pinnacle of creation. Yeah. We as human beings, because God places image on us, yeah. are the pi- pinnacle of creation. Yeah. And in fact, have been given authority over, over. creation. We're supposed to dominate, rule and, and dominate. And now we're trying to submit to it, but <laughs> isn't this what we do? We submit to the wrong thing. Dang. That's a whole nother word. <laughs> yes, we're constantly giving our lives over to things that will rob us of life. Yeah, and, and so we, like, in this, like, manifesting or talking about the universe, like, creation and stuff like that, like, we were called to subdue it. We are called to subdue it, not to submit to it. That's yeah. a word, Holly. That's a word. Yeah. It's, it's disordered priorities. It's yes. disordered understandings of who should be in charge yes yes you know yes, like yes. we were made to bear the image of god on this earth to be his representatives right, here and that right. means over the earth too right. now we're called to steward it well right right to care for it well right right but never should we be saying as if it has power over us certainly yes. there are natural disasters and things like that things we cannot control right but but realistically like we see jesus have these experiences and they and it leaves people in awe and wonder Bay, and yet we're submitting to, right. to the thing that submits to Jesus. This submits to Jesus. What is this? I don't know. Like it, you know what? It's not. It's not gospel. It's, it's not, not good gospel. news. It's not good news. Yeah, it's not. It's terrible news, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Why would we not rather submit to the one who has all of time in his hands? Right. Right. And that's the beauty of submitting to the sovereign God, because. The sovereign God can see the beginning from the uh, the end from the beginning. Right, right, because right. Because he is the Alpha and Omega. He, he is. is the beginning and the end. He in him is time because he is the creator of time. Right. And so when I say, Lord, I'm putting this thing into your hands and I want you to make it happen, but only if it's in accordance with your will. Right. There is a submission there, yes, but submission correctly. Right. To the one right. who can actually do something about yeah, it. Yeah, actually. So so yes. so a personal example. You asked how like getting here, why did it take so long? It's a 10-year process. Wow. Like, it was a 10-year desire. like that, mm. And that's, like, consciously for the last 10 years. My mom can, said that she can remember yeah. talking to me in eighth grade about yeah. how I was going to move to the States one day. Wow, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't until I was almost 30 yeah. that yeah. I actually got to move. Right. You know? And the last 10 years have been, sure, me ordering my life in such a way that when the Lord called, right. I could be ready to go. Yeah. I was studying things. Like, I studied American history. I studied African-American history. My minor right. was in history. I've studied American political systems. Right. Um, all of this stuff. And yet, it still was a waiting game. Right. Because I couldn't make the right conditions right. for me to be right. able to move. That's a word, but yeah. But when the Lord was said, it is time. It's time. Nobody can stop that thing. Or as Michelle Williams <laughs> sings, when Jesus say yes, nobody can say no. Nobody can say no. When Jesus say yes. Anyways, <laughs> yes. but because of that, That's like word, yeah. the doors were flung wide open. Yeah. Any Canadian I talk to about the process of me getting here, they're like, how? How? In this economy? Yes. In this economy. With, with COVID? A, and with a pandemic, pandemic. in this economy, I, change up of leadership in this country. Right, right, right. Like, all of the things that have gone down, even the hardship of what it means to be black in Minneapolis. Right, right, right. And the Lord had exactly, when I say exactly the yes, right place for yes, me, yes, yes. I describe it as there was a holly-shaped hole here for mm, me that the Lord had yeah. me to just slot into. Yeah, and 
even on top of that, there are things that needed to be prepared for on this end for Absolutely. it to be a holly hole uh, yeah. shaped hole. Yeah. Right? Like leadership had to be set in place. The yeah. culture had to be set in place. Like there are things that needed to happen on this side to even like if you had come prematurely, it might not have been the experience that you are having now because the things weren't set up in a way that would help you walk in the calling that God has for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like people had to be moved around. Yeah. And now, again, because I believe God is good, I believe that was also for their good. Oh, of course. Right. And I think that's important that we don't just say like, Oh, just for Holly to get to have her thing, yeah. other people had to yeah. be moved around like ponds. No, yeah, yeah. our God is one who is so meticulous and right. so sovereign that right. we can trust that he is working for the good of every single person involved. Another reason why we can trust him. Right, right. No gift that comes to me comes at the cost of somebody else's good. Exactly. And that's something only God can do, not the universe. Because again, the universe submits to the creator. There it is. The universe is an, ass it's an assist. It's yeah. not, yeah. And, and. Oh, man, I don't even know if we could say it's an assist. It's simply another pawn in the game. <laughs> it is a pawn. You're right. And not in a way that's bad, but but it is God who moves the pieces. But I think what you're trying to say is, you know, we have to look at it in its proper place. Absolutely. And again, I look at the universe and I'm in awe. Yeah. A starry yeah. night? Yeah, yeah. Where you yeah. can just see all those different dots and realize that, like, that's light that's millions of light years away. Yes. That it comes together into this beautiful masterpiece. Yeah. Like, that is stunning. Yeah. And I couldn't have dreamed that up. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't have dreamed up the way a plant grows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, I cannot, for all of my wanting and intention, will a plant to grow, or else our farmers wouldn't struggle as they yeah, do. Yeah, 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 absolutely. We can follow the process that's already been set into place, but we didn't create that we process. We didn't create the process. We didn't create the material. And we cannot make it happen on right. our time. Yeah. We are at the creator's mercy. At the creator's mercy. We and, are finite individuals. Yes. And thank God that he is good. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're good. <laughs> uh, to your point, I feel like one thing that we have to recognize is that these good things that we see, these beautiful things that we experience, the stars, the mountain. Like, I get emotional when I, like, drive through mountains. Like, driving from Minneapolis to the West Coast, especially once you hit Denver, from Denver to L.A., oh, my gosh, it is beautiful. But driving through and experiencing the mountains, it shouldn't stop at being in awe of the mountains. It should lead me to glorify God. It should lead me to say, wow, who is this God? That create, I mean, Revelations talks about how there's imagery where, where mountains are going to try to run from the wrath of God and like throw themselves into, into the, the sea because they're so terrified at the judgment of God. And I can't imagine how something so majestic, and like you said, because it's a pond. Yeah. At the end of the day, like no matter how beautiful, no matter how grand this is, no matter how uh, glorious this is, when, when we don't see it in its proper context, we miss out on experiencing a deep, intimate relationship with God. And it doesn't have to be create like uh, mountains and mm -hmm. stars and, and plants. Like I think about food. Like God didn't have to give us taste buds. Like I'm a foodie. Like it could have easily been one of those things where he had us eat just so that we were nurtured, so that we were taken care of, so that we would be healthy. But no, he's like, I want you to enjoy this. And when I eat, it shouldn't stop at, shouldn't end at, this is amazing. It should be, wow, God, thank you. 
that you created spices and flavors and salt and 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 um, sugar and all these different things and there's just this explosion that happens in my mouth as I'm tasting and I'm experiencing injera or tacos or uh, uh, on, Thai food, Thai food or Korean barbecue oh. or whatever it is, right? It's sushi. like sushi, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I feel like it should lead us to greater reverence and worship. And I think something that was said, you know, at Perizim, we're doing a whole series on love. And this past Sunday, we talked about sex and Pastor Yosef said something. Actually, it was Salim who said this, but oftentimes in the Christian faith, we don't associate the good things with our God whether it be sex or what have you, like we think that we had something to do with it. Like the enemy has hijacked glory so much where we believe that anything good, because God is boring and God is wrathful and God needs updating and God is, you know, the Bible is outdated and God is out here just trying to stop us from enjoying life, trying to get us to not have pleasure, trying to make us these servants who just say yes and we don't have life. But Jesus says, I've come to give you life and life to the fullest. And so even the things that he holds back from us is for our flourishing, is for our good. But, like, we have to understand, like, these things that are good are also gifts from him. Mm -hmm. They're not, we don't, we shouldn't see it apart from him and his goodness or what have you. And so, much to be said there. Any thoughts? Because I'm going to start playing devil's advocate with verses. (laughs) Uh, I have lots to say. I think the thing that I would say is, one, I'm a youth minister, right? And you know this. Yeah. Um, My youth are going to hear this back. I have used that exact same, like, food Mm. analogy. I often use bacon because most people can agree that bacon tastes good. Yeah, if you're normal. Yeah. Agreed. (laughs) Um, Most people can agree. And I'm like, you know, God didn't have to make bacon, right? You know, he didn't have to make it taste good. No. And that's the other thing. Like, not only did he not have to give us taste buds, but, like, even if he gave us taste buds, he didn't need to make food taste good. No, at all. Like, it literally could do what it needs to do. The purpose of food is not just to taste good. It's to be nutrition for our bodies so that our bodies can continue to do the thing. Yeah. You know, he didn't need to make that good, but he chose to. He chose to. Because he loves us. Because he loves us. And he delights in us. Yes. And this is what I mean. Like, our God is not a God who hoards glory or who hoards his goodness from us. In no, fact, he shares it with us no, and chooses to do that. And no, how yeah. do we not worship that God? You how know? do we not? Yeah. So that's kind of one of the things that I think about that he chooses to share he that chooses. goodness with us. Yeah. Um, and if, if food's not your thing, have you ever looked at a baby? Like, ba- maybe babies aren't your thing, so hopefully food is, but like, <laughs> they're amazing. How about one sex? Everybody loves sex. <laughs> Okay, let's go there. Like, that's not the devil's idea. I mean, like... That's not man's idea. God did that. You know what I'm saying? He did that. And that's exactly another thing. Just like food. Food is meant for nutrition. Sex was meant for... Procreation. Like, that is the the purpose of it. But... One of. One one of the purposes. One of. One of. I will will agree to that. Let me me amend my statement. I'm okay saying that. I got that one wrong. Um, One of the main purposes of sex is procreation. And so that our human race will continue to flourish on this earth until Jesus bids us come home, you know? But um, he chose to make that pleasurable. Absolutely. He chose to make that a space of union between a husband and a wife. Yeah, yeah. He chose to make that a space where, honestly, holy worship can happen. Right, right. Uh, If you haven't ever, I would encourage you to look into sex as a Sabbath activity. It is... Mm -hmm possible and there's there's theology done on it yeah because we can meet the lord in that moment um and i just that is a good god and 
you mentioned the mountains. Uh, I think at this point it's important for me to talk about where I'm from mm -hmm. because that's I've shown you pictures of what I left behind. Yeah, yeah. But I could see the mountains and the water very mm -hmm. easily yeah. where I lived, and I love the mountains. But not because I'm just, like, in awe of them, but because they feel like home to right, me. Right, right, right. But there is coming a day mm. where they're going to get even prettier. Mm. Like, you talk about the awe that you have in the mountains. Can I remind you that even those are broken by the fall, and there's coming yeah, a day yeah. where that creation that you see that brings you in awe, yeah. it's gonna be even. It's gonna be redeemed. Yeah, like yeah. this is the things that we see that draw our awe right now are broken. They're broken. This is the non-redeemed version, right. and they still declare the glory of God. Yes. Imagine the glory of our God when we get to see the redeemed so version. Good. And that's so why good. I get excited about the kingdom that's coming. So good, yeah. Because like we're just seeing the broken versions. C.S. Lewis talks about it mm -hmm. um, at the end of the Narnia series mm. when, um, well, they die. <laughs> Sorry, spoiler yeah, alert. Spoiler alert, yeah. I mean, it's from the 50s. It's not, <laughs> it's not yeah. new. Yeah. Um, but they're talking to Aslan as they're in the new Narnia. Yeah. And they, they're like, it's like Narnia. Better, yes. And they didn't realize that the Narnia they'd been experiencing was simply a glimpse of what was a to come. Glimpse. Come on, Holly, you better teach that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think that this is the beauty of looking at the Creator. Yeah. This is simply a glimpse. It's a taste. It's yeah. a little sneak peek. Yeah. And it make me dance. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like yeah. the food I'm tasting. Yeah. It makes food? you get up off your seat and. Yeah. You can know I'm happy with what I'm eating because I start to shimmy. Yeah. <laughs> I literally just start to dance. Yeah. I'm just like, just so happy about it. Yeah. And man, the food at the resurrection dinner, mm. at, the di the, the, at the marriage feast of the lamb. Yeah, 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 yeah. The way it's going to hit. Yeah, yeah, with no calories. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> you know what? With the calories yeah. that you need to survive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. With our new bodies. Oh my gosh, Hello. the resurrection bodies. Resurrection bodies, no sickness. We don't get tired. Hallelujah. Like we can marvel at our bodies now, but imagine a resurrected body. You know this what is I'm the saying? same thing that we're this getting a glimpse right now. Getting a glimpse. And this is why, powerful. Like, yeah. why are we bothering manifesting? The yes. God who has set into into motion this redemption arc right. is the God who continues to walk with us in our day to day, who said yes. it was better yes. for the Holy Spirit to come than for Jesus to stay here. And yes. he gives us yes. he gives us the Holy Spirit who prays on our behalf when yeah. we don't even have the words. Yeah. And so that manifesting that people are talking about. Yeah. Like Christians especially, they're robbing God of the glory that's due to him because he is still praying on our behalf. Right, right. Jesus right. Yeah, yeah. seated at the right hand. When we don't have words today, he for when we don't have words for ourselves, we have Jesus, who intercedes for yeah. us. Yes. And we have the Holy Spirit praying with yes. groans that words groans. cannot express. Yes. Come on, Romans. <laughs> you know, Paul and me, homies. Homies. <laughs> really you sounded really Canadian when you said homies right there. Homies, the accent came right. Maybe it's the Toronto accent. Really? I don't know. I'm not from Toronto. Yeah. Parker does not agree with you. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we just spent a good amount of time talking about the difference between the universe and God and why we should uh, attribute things to the Father and not yeah. to the universe and how... To the triune God, not just to God the Father. God the Father, Son, and the Spirit. My bad. I'm a Trinitarian, okay? Yes, and okay. I'm just reminding you, you're a Trinitarian. Just, yeah, just in case people out here, you know... We don't want no wrong <laughs> no theology. No confusion, yeah. exactly. So no, we believe in a triune God. <laughs> Come on now. Who was there at creation. yes. Yes, Father, spirit was spirit. hovering over the water. It says, let us make man in our, our image. image. Hello. Anyways, 
We spent a good amount of time talking about how the universe can't save you, dog. The universe can't line things up for you in the way you think it can. Um, let's let's talk verses that may seem like that's a con- that, that that may seem like a contradiction. In James, our brother James, Jesus brother James, Jesus brother James, who people try to pin up against Paul, uh, which Why? we won't get into. Uh, James talks about the. You I'm have, pulling it up. I'm not just texting them. Yeah, James 3. Let me pull it up, too. It's James 3, right? If I'm not mistaken. I mean, controlling the tongue. Does that sound familiar? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. Then yes. Yes, ma'am. Uh, James yes, 3. Ma'am. He called me old, y'all. She said she's about to turn 30. Don't worry about it. So let me... Verse six. Yeah, I'm trying to find the exact. Right. Okay. I'm reading it. Um. You know what? Let's actually read the first six verses. Oh, we going uh, in. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. I should have had the exact verse. It's okay. Um. I think you can start at verse five. Verse five is a good place to start. Yeah. Um. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great force is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil, evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. Um, this sounds really extreme, but we'll, we'll explain that in a second. Um, verse 9, with the tongue we praise our Lord and the Father, and with it curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth comes praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. Um, James is getting at this idea that, oh, we should have read the Romans Romans too, but the one where uh, it talks about how it's like they can steer the whole boat with your tongue. I mean, just run it. Um, yeah, verse four. We should have started verse. Man, we should have read the whole thing. Uh, verse three. Let me do verse three. When we put bits into Just the mouth, Just start over, my guy. <laughs> he says it's like editing is not an option. That's true, but we don't want to put too much work for Parker. Uh, let, let's do verse three. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds. They are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. And then verse 5, which we read. People will look at that and say, look, look how much power your tongue has. Just the way the rudder moves a ship or the way the bits move an animal, um, when you put the bits into the mouths of an animal, it, it literally you can make the animal do whatever you want it to do and just like small, a small spark of fire can cause a huge fire um, in a forest, um, so also the tongue. And, and people will say, shouldn't we take heed to that? And shouldn't we acknowledge that what we say is important? And so if we can curse something, if we can tear something down with our tongue, or if we can build something with our tongue, does, isn't that proof enough that what we say can manifest the reality because at the end of the day, if our words didn't matter, 
Why is James bidding us to be careful with how we use our words? Why is James calling us to be mindful of how we piece our words together, piece our sentences together because they have value, because our words are powerful and our words can literally bring the whole forest down. What would you say to someone like that? Who's like, well, if you don't believe in the whole manifestation thing, what do you do with James 3, where James puts the power in our tongue? The power is not in God. The power is in our tongue. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Which is why I'm very, I, I want to be careful to encourage yeah. people. Yeah. And not destroy them. Yeah. That this is talking about the power of the tongue, yes, but in the ways that we use it to build up or destroy people by the ways we speak to them. Yes, yes. And actually, the, the reason why I wanted to read the whole thing is because the context has to do with teachers, too. Yeah, well, it, well, and that's why verse 1 says, not yes. many should become teachers yes. because we know you know that we will receive a stricter judgment. There it is. Like that's it the matters context. what yeah. you say. Yeah, yeah. And sure, that is, there is a word there for all of us. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah. We love to roast around here. Yeah. I'm learning, and I'm, I'm keeping up to the extent that I want to, I would like to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if roasting goes into insulting mm -hmm. in a way that it tears somebody down, yeah. then it's crossed the line. It's crossed the line. And that's not fun for anybody. At all. It's yes. not good for the soul of the one who does it, and it's not good for the one who hears it. Yes, yes. And this is the power of the tongue. The power of the tongue, yes. Right? In the same way, like it's talking about teachers. Yes. Teachers, you got to be careful. Yeah. you got to be careful what you teach. And I feel very strongly about this as a teacher of the of the scriptures, as a preacher. Like, it matters the kinds of words I'm putting together. Yeah, yeah. It matters the way I'm teaching. It matters right. the way you're teaching. Right. Because we have power in our words right. to build up or destroy somebody. And right. unfortunately, we are seeing a reckoning right now with right. the ways that the the Bible has been weaponized to destroy people. Yeah. How? With the way people are preaching. Right. Right. Exactly. So it's just. Sure, there's power in our words, and I actually would not disagree on that point. It's the extent to which that power works that I would disagree on. The power that James is talking about is, like you said, the power to build up or to tear down a brother or a sister. Absolutely. It's not to shape and mold and forge your future. No. I, I actually would argue yeah. that that's a selfish interpretation. Mm, talk about it. So... This is talking about teachers when you teach other people. Yes. Right? Yes. It's talking about building up brothers or sisters. Yes. Praise to the Lord and yes. then curse to a brother or a sister coming from the same mouth. And it should not be this way. To say that this power can be wielded for my own selfish gain mm. seems like a misappropriation of the gifts of God, no? This is Holly from Vancouver, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. <laughs> Teacher, expositor of the word of God. <laughs> that's a word. She it tries. Is. Yeah. She tries. And that, I mean, that's mankind. Like it is the human nature to go into scripture and find what will agree with us. Surely it is. And yes. the things that tickle our ears. Tickle our ears. Right. Okay, that's what Peter talks about in the last days. Come on From now. who? False teachers False who should teachers. be watching out what they're doing with their tongues. Full circle. You see that? Absolutely. And, and I, like we got to speak to this because... We do, and, and the Bible talks about how God will judge teachers differently. Oh, yeah. And I, you know, I, I literally, every time I teach, it's with fear and trembling. I, there's nothing light about it. There's nothing Absolutely. fun about it. It's, uh, I, I really don't understand the fascination nowadays with everybody trying to be a teacher. I don't understand the fascination with everybody out here trying to be a content creator. Well, content creation in the sphere of Christian teaching. 
Because there's coming a day, and people think just because I tweet it, God won't judge it. Or because <laughs> I post it on YouTube, God won't judge it. As if you don't see everything. As if you don't, like your words matter. Your tweets, your statuses, your YouTube page, God will judge everything because we have seen the effects. We, I mean, we're, we're talking about what's going on with justice right now. We have seen how people have literally taken out like what, three-fourths of the scripture during slavery to preach a white Jesus. A lie. A lie that has hurt, that has traumatized, that has uh, destroyed destroyed people. People made Pre- in the image in the of image God. In the image of God, dog. Like, we, we got to be, sometimes people, like, we, we really got to understand that, like, God cares deeply about what we say about him because what we say about him impacts how we see ourselves and it impacts how we see the world around us. And so if we get God wrong, we get life wrong. If we get God wrong, we get love wrong. If we get God wrong, we get food wrong. If we get God wrong, we get sex wrong. If we get God wrong, we get the universe wrong. Yeah. And so James is saying you can literally destroy the future of someone by misunderstanding or misteaching the character of God. Yep. And my friends, we have got God all messed up at this point. <laughs> In so many ways. Yeah. And like bro, like it's so funny because a lot of times when I talk to people who don't believe or I talk about when I talk with those who are de church, those who have left the church, a lot of their issues with God, when I'm seriously sitting down and listening to them, is not really the God of the Bible. Right. It's the God, like you said, man made in man's image it's the word it's it's the it's it's the god that's made in his image it's not us made in his image they're upset with the god made in whiteness image oh yeah i think i tweeted about that have you i think so yeah or in the image of your selfishness or in the the image of six the prosperity gospel right like Mm We want God so badly to fit into our will instead of conforming and surrendering, surrender, surrendering to his will. Yeah. And you know what the Bible calls that? An idol. An I- yes, yes, ma'am. It sure does. It sure does. And so the <laughs> you're hilarious. Well, your facial expression <laughs> right now killed me. Um, and so to your point, I think that like it is dangerous and it is selfish and words matter, but words matter because it can impact the the direction of someone's life. It's like not a ship. like a ship or like a forest fire or like a bit that goes into the mouth of an animal. It's not saying your words matter because when, what you put out there becomes your reality. Say it with me, y'all. Exegesis. <laughs> Exegesis. There's one more verse I wanted to go through and that's in Romans. And you, like, context really matters because you hit it right away. All you did... I was actually watching. You read it. It didn't take all of it two seconds <laughs> for you to catch it, but it is a is a well known. <laughs> You're telling me reading the Bible in its context makes it make sense. Something like that. My friends do, and do I. Do you read it in the S- CSB? I do. Okay, I'll, I'll read it in the CSB. No, I'll you read can read it. In the no, it's cool. I got you. I got you. And my friends and I, when we were, you want to read it in actually? our early twenties? Yes, I'm going to tell you a story first because it's funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, but my friends and I, when we were in our early twenties, we had this phrase if you've seen monsters inc yeah there's classic right there's the scene where they're talking they're trying to put 
Boo back in her home. Yeah. And uh, they get caught and they're like, we're practicing for a play. <laughs> and then they start singing, put that thing back where it came from or so help me. <laughs> or so help me. Boom, boom, boom. And so then it became, put that verse back where it came Damn. from or so help me. <laughs> <laughs> and so I For still to this day yeah, yeah, 10 yeah. years later I'm still thinking put that verse back, back where it came from or so, so help me or so help me God because <laughs> I'm about to do something I shouldn't do <laughs> Lord my tongue my tongue it's going to set something aflame <laughs> yeah, for real uh, read it for us in the CSV uh, Romans 4 so this is another very misquoted passage of scripture but where do you want me to that. start uh, for context sake, maybe let me pull it up. Oh, Abraham. Yes. Uh, let, let's do 16, 16, 17. Yeah. Great. This is why the promise is by faith so that it may be according to grace to guarantee it to all the descendants, not only to the one mm. who is of the law, but also to the one who is of Abraham's faith. He is the father of us all. As it is written, mm -hmm. I have made you the father of many nations in the presence of the God in whom he believed, the one who gives life to the dead and calls things into existence that do not exist. He believed hoping against hope so that he became the father of many nations according to what he what had been spoken. So your descendants will be. Yeah. And I want to hone in on that part where it says the God who gives life to the dead and calls into beings things that were not. And a lot of times people will take that part yeah. and say, oh, you can call things into, or you can call, call into beings things that were not. Yeah. Call into beings things that were not. So, um, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't have a car, just call it into existence. You need a house, call it into existence. You need some new shoes, Call it into existence, not knowing or, you know, the famous one is like Christians would be like, you know, my mom is notorious for this. I'll be like, I'm sick. And she'll be like, don't, don't say that. Don't, don't put that on you. Yeah. What, what do you mean? I'm sick. <laughs> or like, it's, a thing. <laughs> it's, a, it's so funny because like my parents would be like, what's your relationship status? And I'll be like, I'm single. They're like, don't say that. Or I'll be like, I'm being like, Paul, don't say that. Like, that's going to be your reality. That's not what I'm like. There's like my words don't hold that much weight or that much power. And when you study this in its proper context, this is not speaking to our words. This is speaking to God's words. You want to do a little jingle? Put <laughs> yeah. Word back put, into it. <laughs> yeah. You already messed it up. It's barely any words. Yeah. Put that verse back put where it verse. came from, Aura. So help me. Or help me. So here's the reality of it all God's words has power. In Genesis, he said, let there be light. And there was light. And there was light. If I say right now, let there be light, nothing is going to happen. It didn't turn on. It didn't turn on. And this is actually, Romans 4 is more so getting at salvation. This is the power of salvation that God had called Abraham and God called him into life. He was dead and he brought him into life. And so we, uh, we need to understand that what gives us power is not necessarily our words, but God's words. And faith isn't in our, like, you can't say, you know, I'm going to get a brand new car and say, oh, that, that's me having faith. Faith is putting trust in God's words, not your words. A lot of the times people create a world and believe in it and call that faith. 
and that's not faith. You don't have the ability to call things into being, call things into reality. What makes our faith so powerful is aligning ourselves, not necessarily with what we want, but aligning aligning ourselves with the words of God. And I feel like if we understood the power came from his words and not our words, we would we would go along, we would, we would be okay, we would make it, we, would, we wouldn't be confused, we wouldn't be out here upset at God, because sometimes we put things into the world, and when God doesn't do it, we blame God, and now it's God's fault, and now God, you heard wrong from God, God never said anything, you didn't hear wrong from God, you heard wrong from yourself, <laughs> like He's God, with these false prophecies. God never said this, God never promised this, God never, and so again, I just want to make that distinction, um, you don't have the power in your words. God has the power in his words. Faith isn't trusting in your words. Faith is align, aligning yourself with his words. And so do you want to add anything else to that? Yeah, I just think it's important for us to like explain what this passage is about. Yeah, yeah, Abraham yeah. believed by faith. Yes. Something that like he went out into a foreign land, but he didn't know by faith by in faith. the God who had called him. Not yeah, exactly. He, God called him. Absolutely. It was, he was following God's words. And, and it was yeah. faith in God and his character. And his character. That yes. whatever was going to come by going into this, that his God would still be good in the midst of this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so when we're talking about this promise that he got granted through his faith, as the heading says, or when we talk about, wow, like Abraham got these things by his faith, he didn't earn it by his faith. Right. He simply had faith that the God who had promised it to him was good, and so what was coming would be good. Whatever that looked like. Whatever. Because he had no idea. He had no idea. And it was good, but it was a good that we're still working out to this day. Till this day. You know, like it talks about his descendants being more numerous than the stars being, you know, us baptized into into the family tree of of Abraham through faith. Yes. It says here, even the one that I read, it said that our like our faith brings us into that lineage. It's faith in the God who is good to give us good things. Absolutely. It's faith that says that Jesus died and rose again yeah. and is coming back. He's coming back. And everything between now and then is to the glory of his name, good and bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But ultimately will be good because what? My God is good. Because he is good. Absolutely. And it's good. honestly, That's a word. if I'm putting my faith in anything it has to be that like this is an encouragement to me like i'm preaching to myself right now Mm. because i can feel the tug to want to manifest things because Mm. it gives me control it gives me this idea that i have a say in what's coming right because it's scary to not know it's scary to not just be able to see what's coming we want to build our own future but we don't get to decide that we don't we can't look at the next minute and know what's coming it is god who gives me my very next breath absolutely i am not making myself breathe right now no i am not providing oxygen to my blood cells none of that is me it is not me who makes my next heartbeat go right it is god and i i think about this sometimes that i can't x-ray and look what's going on in my body we just by faith keep moving along until we can feel that something's gone wrong absolutely we don't control these these functions that are happening we don't control like our brain sending signals to our nerves to make our hands move we don't do any of that that is god at work that's every second yes yes. right it is and that's scary yeah As someone who struggles with anxiety, that's scary to me that I can't control these things. I can't control the happenstance. I can't control if I get hit by a car. I can't control if I get shot. I can't control any of that. Mm -mm. And so I want the ability to do that. I want to just be able to say, well, 
if I just speak it into existence, it'll happen. I want to control whether I'm going to be single forever. I want to control those things, but I can't. And so I I can feel the desire in me to want to say, well, I'm going to manifest it. Or even I can feel the desire to say, oh, I manifested me moving here. Right, right. Because I wanted it so bad for 10 years. But realistically, if God didn't want it, you wouldn't be here. And how comforting that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't actually know what's best for me, but God does. Exactly. I can actually trust this is the best place for me to be. There's a lot of dangerous things in the neighborhood I live in. We've talked about this. Yes, yes. There's a lot that's been happening this past couple of weeks. And it hurts. Mm. It's sad. And yet, I believe that there's no safer place for me to be than here right now. Yes, yes. Sure, there was a shooting two blocks from my house. There's no safer place for me to be. Because what? God wants me here. I'm not safer in Vancouver where that doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. If God doesn't want me in Vancouver. That reminds me of David. He There's a song where it says he woke up and he thanked God for sustaining him through the night. Yeah. He woke up acknowledging that he woke up because of the mercy of God. Yeah. Like, it could have gone bad in my sleep. Like, forget being in a dangerous neighborhood. It could have gone bad in my sleep. Okay, here's the story (laughs) to that extent. Yeah. Bob Saget recently passed away yes they found out what he, what he passed yes. away from yes. it was a head injury yes he hit his head on something didn't think anything of it yeah turns out he had a brain bleed he dies in, yes in yes like we simply do not know it is our yes. it is the mercy of god that keeps our bodies going yes. and i'm not saying that i'm not trying to get into all of that but all i'm saying is like we simply do not know and it is tempting to want that control right right but the god who from eternity mm. past mm-hmm had made a way for us to know him. Yes. That seems like a God I can follow and trust with my future because if he was in eternity past, that means he's in eternity future. Exactly. Yes. That means that he actually has eyes on what's coming. So yes. tomorrow, he's there already. Yeah, 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 yeah. Four years from now, if I'm still on this earth, Lord willing, yes. he's there already. Exactly. If I'm getting married, he's there already. He's already there. Yeah. And I just get to walk in it and trust him. And is that easy? Heck no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, just real quick, I, I don't understand why we still think that we have control. <laughs> like, if 2020 taught us anything, and how quick we are to forget, this little, little, little cell called, we, we called it COVID-19. SARS-CoV-2? disrupted the world not minneapolis not minnesota not the u.s not north america the world i see how you pointed to me so that i could be included as you know i see that <laughs> i got you even though you're american now but it's neither here nor there ship works i wish listen by faith you know what i'm saying <laughs> name it and claim it <laughs> <laughs> no by faith we believe that god will make a way because he's good because he's good but if he doesn't he's still good he's still good he's even still if he doesn't because he's that, in Daniel. control and he knows what he's doing and he's good because of his track record and his character look at that application look at that right in this moment right in this moment this is a whole devotion a whole devotion they didn't even know it they didn't even know it you thought you were tuning in to just listen, listen. now we're taking you to a devotion no a devotion fam because shaping the culture is about edifying. You know edifying. And but yeah, I just, I just really, you know, the older I get, the more I realize. The what you get? The older I get. He said it, not me. Listen, there's wisdom. 
<laughs> there's wisdom in age. Amen. Amen. Actually, there's wisdom in obedience, but that's another, <laughs> it's another podcast. Uh, Four. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but like, fam, the older I get, I'm just recognizing how fickle life is, how fragile I am, and how anything and everything I believe to be true can be taken away in a moment. My health, my youth, uh, my car, my life, dog. Like, you know, like you talk about car accident. Like, what makes me so sure that when I leave this place, I get in my car that I'll make it from point A to point B? I don't. I have, like, I am at the mercy of God. And, and this is not to be um, depressing or sad or dark or any of that. It's just the reality of it all. Like, it's not just for bad. It's for good things. Like, I can leave this place right now and find my wife. You know what I'm saying? I can leave this place right now and get my, open my mailbox and I have a check for a thousand. Like, I don't know. Well, that would be nice. That would be nice. It's happened before. I, it could happen again. You know, if he did it before. He can do it again. He, but, like, yeah, so not just the sad stuff, the good stuff. You know, like, when we leave, we're going to go get some Ethiopian food. And it's going to be a blessing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, but yeah, I just know, man, like, I, it's so foolish to believe that I have any say on tomorrow. And like you said, it's, it doesn't mean don't have vision for your life. It doesn't mean don't. Anybody knows me knows I'm a dreamer. Um, I can push the limits on my dreams like, or surpass the limits. Like, I just go for it. And it's worked for me pretty nicely up until this point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Like, a lot of things have worked out really nicely simply because I believe and I have a vision and I work for it. But... Not simply because of God. And God was in and it. God's, yeah, and that's another thing, too, because I know other podcasters. Like, I... Like, the favor that I feel like I receive with this podcast is favor. Because there's, like, I know people that are better communicators, better pontificators. I know people that are better creatives. I know people that have maybe better guests, maybe better conversations. I know people who are doing it longer than I, have a bigger following than I, and may not have seen the fruit that I've seen with this podcast. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter how big these dreams were. It doesn't matter how hard I worked. If God isn't in it, then nothing is happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so... It's not enough to have vision. It's not enough to dream. It's not enough to work. You know, I think of that. Was it? Is it a pro Proverbs or Psalms? You know, if, if you know, um, uh, how does it go? Something about the 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 labors, uh, labor in vain. If the Lord's not in it, you know, what I'm talking about. Yeah. That? It, the watchmen it, watch over the city in vain if the Lord is not. I thought it was if the Lord does not build the house. If the Lord does not. Yeah, you're right. If the Lord does not build the house, the, the laborers labor is labor, labor in vain. vain. Bam, I feel that. I feel that if God is not in it, we just mm -hmm. we just doing things just for doing them. Yeah. Um, and so we're fickle. Uh, life is fickle. We are finite. We are um, human, finite individuals. And without God's hand on things, nothing is going to come to fruition. Every year, every year during my birthday um, month, my birthday is like earlier in the month, I start to to think about i start to um um reflect on the past year and this past when i was turning 30 it's a big year 30 congratulations is coming up for you if the lord wills lord willing and i sat and i went to hawaii and i was with yoni 
And I think the receptionist at the hotel lobby saw that it was my birthday week. She gave us like the best hotel room in the hotel. Like we were on the top floor in the middle. The view was immaculate. Every night before going to bed, every morning before starting my day, I would get on the balcony, look at the views and take in the last 29 years of my life. And one thing that has been true all the days of my life until this point is God's hand. Like, I was like, I just looked back, whether it be Perizim, whether it be shaping the culture, whether it be my family, whether it be my friendships, whether it be my health, whether it be my opportunities, my education, the people that God has put in my life, the rejection that I have faced, the no's, the doors that were closed. Like, I could not help but think like, wow, he's been too good to me. Mm-hmm. Like, he's been so good to me, dog. Like, in the tears, in the mess, in the mishaps, in the mistakes, he's just good to me. Yeah. In the success, in the graduation, in the the church opening up, in the starting of the podcast, and the networking, and the like, God has been good to me in the relationships that I've formed, in the friendships that I've had, the family that God has blessed me with. Like, I have never been more thankful for family than now in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, my siblings, my parents. Like, it is just God. I didn't have to have a, a mom and dad who believed in you. Mm-hmm. Like, I I have friends who when they told their parents they want to be pastors, discouraged the mess out of them. Mm-hmm. I had parents that not only encouraged that, but prayed for me, mm-hmm. that celebrated it, that, inc- like, you know what I'm saying? And, and so I just look back and say, it could have been harder, and even in the difficult times, mm-hmm. it could have been harder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd, rather be, I'd rather be in the storm with Jesus in my boat than in the storm with Jesus not being in my boat. Mm-hmm. And there's something beautiful There's something glorious about acknowledging that God is what makes life, life. Hmm. You know, David said, Lord, your love is better than life. And so my lips will praise you. you. That's what we're talking about, glory. Hmm. That's what we're talking about, praise. And it's hard to do that when your eyes have not been open to his love for you, Hmm. his love towards us. And so... I have just gotten to a point to like bring this back in, in this age. I'm not old, but like in this older age, realize, oh man, it's a grace. It's a grace that I met you. It's a grace that I woke up today. It's a grace that I get to do this podcast. It's a grace that I met Parker. It's a grace that, you know, like that I live in Minneapolis, that I grew up in Minneapolis. It's a grace that I'm Ethiopian. It's all of it. And God, like, my life is in your hands and I trust you with it. Mm-hmm. This universe thing is boo-boo. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like the universe can't do yeah. nothing for me. And so uh, wrap us up, Holly. Any last thoughts you want to yeah, share with us I before I just we... Wanna, I think it's important to sort of... And like for me, uh, I have had to hold on to the Lord through much suffering. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you haven't suffered. No, no, no. your story, but yeah. you know some of my story. Yeah. You know the kinds of things I've gone through. I've gone through lots of abuse. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I didn't grow up with two parents. Mm. I grew up with one God-fearing yeah. parent yeah. who gave her all to raise me in the yes. fear of the Lord. And by God's grace, that's who I've become, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is the faithfulness of God it to is. hold me. Yes. Like, it is the faithfulness of God that I can immigrate to America. Yeah. Um, or not. Who knows? Like, it, it is the faithfulness of God that I can go to school and get a master's degree. Yes after being raised by a single mom. The stats for girls who look like me aren't great. Right, right. You know? Right, right. Like single parent, immigrant household, 
black girl. Yeah. And to get through high school and end up with scholarships to university, that's... And I grew up in, like, a low-income area. Yeah. I grew up with, like, not a ton. We had what we needed because God's good. Yeah, yeah. But, like... That's that daily manna. Really, there were days. There were days, and I mean, there have been days since. Yeah. Even last year, days where... All I could do was say, Lord, I need you to get me through this day. And mm-hmm. b- the end of the day, I'd be laying my head down on my bed and go, thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. I'm through. Mm-hmm. There were days of, Lord, rescue me. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I'm living in the answer to that prayer now. Right, right, because right. Because God is good. Because he's good. And he was good then. He was good then to carry me through. Yeah. To give me the fortitude and the strength when all I could do was cry. Mm-hmm. To get me to hear where I get to sing the praises of the one who has saved me over and over and over again. Yes, yes. You know, and... And I just, why wouldn't I continue to put my life in that God's hands? Yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't I continue to hand that over? And is it always easy to pray? No. Is it always easy to trust God in it? No. But it's always worth it. Worth it, It's always worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know what's coming. Yeah, I really don't. But I know that my God's good. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, quoting a lot of David today, but he said, I was young now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. And what I love about that is he he doesn't say I've never seen the righteous forsaken without first acknowledging the totality of his life. Mm-hmm. Some of us are trying to define the goodness of God by a season. Mm-hmm. David's like, no, I was young and I, now I'm old. Like, I've been through some things. I had a father who didn't believe in me. I had Saul who's trying to throw me out of the kingdom. I had some terrible mistakes I made. I had Solomon as a son and he um, became like, they're just like David's life is complicated. It's full of high moments and low moments. He had the ups and downs. And when he looked back on all of it, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, but if you were to take a snippet of David's life, there were seasons where it looked like he was forsaken. In fact, he prayed, God, why have you forsaken me? Like, where are you? Like, do away with my enemies. Why have you let me to, to, to suffer in this way? But, like, when he takes a step back, and I think that's what you're speaking about, when I look back, I can praise him now. Like, even though it was hard then, I, I'm living in the fulfillment of what he was trying to accomplish then. Yeah. And I think that's, like, a beautiful reality that we, we, we should cling to, that God is working and our lives are are in his hands and seasons don't define what God is doing, but it helps shape what God is doing. Yeah. Yeah. Like God is the alpha and the omega. He's yeah. the beginning and the end. Yeah, and yeah. Too often we, like you said, judge him by the middle. The middle. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, no. yeah. and that's just, that's just not, that's not kindness to God's character. And I mean, he don't need your kindness, but it's <laughs> probably going to go better for you. Way better for you. Like I'm just, why not just live in the joy of what he's invited us to, right, you know? Right, like, right. He's handing us this abundant life. He quoted John 10, 10 earlier. That verse actually in its fullness says, the thief comes to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. Yes. But Christ has come. But I have come, says Jesus. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. The full. Life yes. abundantly, some yes. translations say. Yeah. And it just seems so much more prudent. Yeah. To join in that life abundantly than try and take control or glory for yourself Absolutely. or for the universe or all of these created things instead of giving them to the very creative, the creator, yes. the triune God yes. who chooses yes. to who chooses to know you 
intimately. Yes. yes. And to know every hair on your head and yes. every bone in your body yes. Yes. and every dream that you might have. Like yes. you can outdo yourself in dreams, but you cannot outdo God in his. That's a word. That's a word. Yes. Um, Jim Elliott, who is a controversial figure sometimes, but he tried to give his life, it seems, to the glory of God. He said that dreams are tawdry compared with mm. the works of God himself. Mm. That mm. dreams cannot compare mm. because God can do nothing less than wonders. Mm. And so Good. as a dreamer, I actually yeah. define myself the same way. Yeah. As yeah. someone who can dream big dreams, yeah. the creator God can dream even bigger and has. Right. 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 He can do abundantly more than all we ask or imagine. imagine. Yeah. yeah. As dreamers, we can't outdo God. We can't. No eye has seen, no ear has heard. Yeah. No mind can conceive the plans that God has for those who love him. Love him. Yes. Exactly. Jeremiah, look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed, amazed. for I'm going to do something in your days that, that you would not, not believe, even if you were told. So good. Even if you were told. Yes. These are the things, and yes. I'm not claiming Jeremiah's prophecy for us. That was a prophecy for the people of Israel, and it gets dark. Yeah, I mean, they were, yeah. It yeah. Was really that was Jeremiah? Was that I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is that that we cannot outdo God in that, so why not trust the one who can That's so good, Holly. conceives of things that we can't even, our yeah. eyes cannot imagine, like our yes. eyes could not see it, yes. our ears could not hear it, yes. we would not believe it were we told. Yes. If you told me even at the beginning of last year that I'd be living in America, yeah, yeah, yeah. by one year later, yeah. in I'm, fact, I try to tell her. I was just, gonna, I was gonna give you the credit. <laughs> I would like, I will admit this publicly. There is a tweet of Ebenezer saying, I'm just waiting for Holly to move to Minneapolis. I did say that. And I said, wow, you're going to put me on blast like that? Specifically March of 2021, we are currently, you're watching this in March of 2022. It's February. It's no, not no, even no, a no, year. No, 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 no. Oh. When it comes out. You're watching this. That makes sense. I'm, I'm early. But <laughs> it's it, all good. But yeah, it yeah. is important to note yeah. that less than a year later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Less than a year later. Less. So he said, so, so I say, or you're putting me on blast like that. How is it going to happen or whatever? And he goes, I'm just putting feet, feet on your faith. Mm. I'm just putting feet on your faith. Less than a year later, I am moving in to my place in Minneapolis. It happens. Ask, ask my Parker, some friends. I just be putting things out there. People think I'm crazy. And then it happens. <laughs> because of a faithful God who because does things that we cannot God. even imagine. And there are, I have years of receipts of me being like, I don't know how that's going to happen. I have DMs saying that you, where you say that too. That's what I mean. Those are the yeah, receipts. Yeah, yeah. And you said, who, who is our God though? Who is our God? Yeah. I So I would rather, wrapping this up, because we can spend another hour here. I will declare the praises of the Lord. We would spend another hour just declaring the praises of the Lord. Amen. Uh, He's been good. We're going to declare his praises while we eat some food. Uh, but And I'm a dance. Like I said. Do a little shimmy shimmy. I'm so excited. Um, but yeah, I just, I think the moral of the story here is your life is better put in the hands of God yeah. than it is manifesting into a universe that doesn't know you, care to know you, or has the capacity to know you, let alone hear you. Ooh, what a good wrap up. You know what I'm saying? And so um, words matter. They sure do. We're not saying they don't. They, we're not saying they don't. Put them in their right place, just like we got to put our mountains in the right place. Ooh, that's, that's good. That's good. <laughs> we didn't even saying? get to horoscopes. We don't. Next time. 
There'll be a part two. Let us know in the comment section. Yeah. Hey, if you're watching this, like, subscribe, <laughs> share, comment. Where, where, what, do they all, what do the YouTubers do? Right here yeah, or whatever? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know where it's going to be. Yeah. Well, it was a joy and honor having you on the oh, podcast. Thanks. Always enjoy our conversations. Uh, I hope the listeners that were engaging enjoyed it half as much as I enjoyed oh, it. Man, I hope so. This was dope. This was good. This was edifying. Um, I told you we'd be all right. No notes, just off the cuff. Just go in. Just, you know, two conversationalists haven't had it. <laughs> it's ha- true. Yeah. It's true. Well, until next time, family, peace and grace. Feel like getting a deal, like touching the meal, like this ain't clout. This isn't real life. I got a real life. Price is better than it ain't no doubt. I ain't got time to debate. This country to save. I can't think you, but I pray.